Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's episode 29th, June 17th. Uh, Josh, we've really continued to push this crop along here. I uh, really started to notice over the weekend that a lot of these cornfields have really started to, to shade themselves themselves in or canopy in a lot of cases. And in a lot of cases as well, we've started to clear that ugly stage, but we are going to still hit on that a little bit today, just in terms of what are some of those factors that we could be seeing some of that rapid growth stage as well. So like I said, a lot of cornfields kind of in that V6, V7 plus a corn growth stage. What are some of your thoughts across the area? Yeah, a similar growth stage and, um, you know, the crop changed um, quite a bit over the weekend and we had some other, some more warm weather here uh, to start the week and a bunch more uh, to come. It, um, there's a part of me that looks at the the corn in the, I'm going to talk corn and beans here briefly, the corn side of it. There's a part of me that I don't feel like it's far enough along. You know, you just I just sense that. And then at times I look at the calendar, it's only June 16th, but I think I'm just kind of wired to the challenge of the last few years where we planted so late that the 4th of July comes so quick, but uh, you know, still, you know, I've got 18, 19 days. So 4th of July and the crop's going to change dramatically. Um, on the flip side, I almost feel like the beans are progressing. I, I think the soybeans look really nice, good early vegetative growth. And uh, just seems like some of the timings of the rains, the freezing hold them back and they're doing well. And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, um, kind of we got corn spraying wrapped up and uh, what we need to do with beans. Um, you know, but, but first, um, you know, just crop progress wise, GDU's alley, um, you know, maybe give an update there. And I think that'll help confirm that, you know, maybe I'm just thinking the crop should be further along where GDU says, hopefully says it's right where it should be. Yeah, if we if we hit on the GDU side of things, we're actually sitting really well. So out of Preston, Minnesota, from that 420 planning date, we've accumulated about 655 GDUs. That's plus 59 above the average. And if we look at crop stage wise, where that should put us, if we're going by the book, once you reach about 610 GDUs, you're getting closer to that V8 stage, which as you walk those earliest planted fields, um, certainly sitting right about where, where we should be sitting stage-wise in terms of those GDUs. But, you know, we've talked about, so we are pushing pushing along above heat-wise where we typically sit, but a lot of these fields that we've started walking in these past week, we've maybe started to encounter some of those corn plants that are wrapped, twisted. Um, sometimes we're maybe curious, is that associated with a herbicide injury? Is this just a visual symptom? Uh, what have you seen around this, Josh, and maybe what are some of the attributing factors? Yeah, usually every year um, I get a couple calls on that, and this year was no different. I, I've had a few uh, calls, texts, and pictures sent uh, around. Um, there's two phases of this wrap. Some of the texts I've had, I've had pictures sent where the, the whorls are wrapped up really tight, and there's some concern about what's going on there. Is it is it a herbicide injury? Uh, the other side of that, I've had a few pictures and texts of seeing um, – in some of you, if you're driving around, you'll see this in fields right now across, you know, Fillmore County, Houston, Southeast Minnesota, um, of just like those random yellow leaves that are out there. And maybe it's only one or 2%, but they really catch your eye when they drive back. And, and in both cases, you know, we refer to that as, as rapid growth syndrome. Um, in, in one case where they're, where you see the yellowing leaf, that's actually a good sign. Those are plants that were wrapped up that unwhirled. And sometimes when they wrap up tight, um, that leaf can't get out. So it's a really yellow color. Um, kind of like when you pull a leaf out of the world, it's more yellow in there and that's kind of what it looks like. And it kind of flashes that. Uh, so that's a good sign. Um, you know, and on the, the other side where there's still some wrapped up, there's a little concern there. And in 99.5% of the cases, Allie, um, they almost always unwrap. Um, 
you know, there are some genetics, some hybrids that can show that a little bit more. Sometimes, although you, you can see it in any, any variety on a given year in a certain situation, uh, usually not herbicide related. You know, there might be some situations that maybe some herbicide could induce it if we're sprayed a little bit later or something. But in most cases, it's just a, uh, it's a phase that happens when we go from a cool period to a really rapid warm period, which we've had a couple of these roller coaster rides here, Allie. And I think that's what's triggering uh, that rapid growth syndrome. So if you see that out there, the wrap, uh, we call that rapid growth syndrome. Uh, hopefully, if you're seeing that in uh, five to seven days, you'll see those yellow leaves across the field. And uh, sometimes it can look like an eyesore, but that's a good thing. That means it's unwrapped and it really won't have an impact uh, on yield or performance down the stretch. Yeah, just nice to hit on real quick, just because like you said, I mean, you hit on this, there can be a genetic co component to this rapid growth syndrome. Um, but as long as as that crop progresses and you, you see that neon leaf in some of those cases or, or it's unwrapping itself, all good signs and it shouldn't, shouldn't contribute negatively in any way. But another thing that we've seen as we've crossed the area is everyone likes to refer to it to the ugly, ugly corn growth kind of period. And like we mentioned, in a lot of cases, I feel like we worked ourselves out of this pretty well. In some cases, we're maybe just not quite there yet. Um, the thing in my mind that I've seen contributing to this in maybe a larger way is some of those different residue patterns. I mean, you've started to see those from the road in some cases, um, just more of that yellow appearance in some of those cases where the heavy residue was in the row a little bit more than others. Um, but what are a few things that you've noticed around maybe that ugly corn stage? Yeah, the residue is number one. It's just, it's a tough corn on corn residue year uh, all around. It's something, you know, that just a just the circumstance of a late harvest and in early spring and not much time. But, you know, there's other things. There's compaction patterns from some spring manure. There's still some compaction patterns from the challenging springs in the last couple of fall. There's some residual, you know, compaction things there too. And, um, you know, and reviewing some fertility things, you know, it seems like uh, it's maybe year that um, being a little aggressive on the front side might be paying off where, where we're relying on some side dress, you know, we're maybe lagging a little bit behind. Um, coming out of the break alley, we can maybe briefly touch on this before we roll into some soybean pulse spray, but uh, let's carry this into the break and we'll talk a little bit about it coming out of the break. 